Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Party. It is just after midnight, so technically Friday, April 29th, and you're joining me following the Dallas Mavericks defeating the Utah Jazz. The Dallas Mavericks are advancing in the playoffs for the first time since 2011. In 2011, I was a younger man. I was 27 years old. Man, it's been a long time. And if anything, I'm only a bigger Mavs fan. Guys, I, uh, I'm stressed. <laughs> I'm tired. That game was as playoffs as playoffs get. It was ugly. It was upsetting. It was, you know, I, I, I yelled a, a, a number of times, you know, lots of screaming at the television. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk till you guys want to talk. I don't think we're going to go two and a half hours like we did with Mr. Stein the other night, but we might. So if you guys have your takes, let's get them off. Let's hear about it. You want to talk about the game? You want to look ahead? I don't care. I want to. I just want to hang out with you guys because that's why we're here. Okay, coming up first. Uh, oh yeah, and remember, folks, um, when you come up on stage, be listening for your name. All right. Be be looking at the icons. Pull yourself out of the chat. If you switch apps, if you go to something else that has audio. It's probably not going to let you come up on stage, so remove your request and send it again. Just, you know, that, that way we don't have dead air too often. Okay, coming up first, I'm going to bring our uh, our favorite happy fan, Chris. Hey, Chris, how are we doing, buddy? Let's freaking go. And I got to say something to you and all the Mavs fans here. I love you, man, just like on Wayne's World. I love you guys. Just so freaking happy. Just, I... The, I literally almost pulled my hair out when uh, Jalen Brunson missed that free throw. <laughs> I did too. There oh was, uh, we were all was... just like seeing Bogdanovich. He had the, the shot of a lot, like the easiest shot of all time. Wide open for, he had probably a couple seconds just to set his feet. Do Great it. play design. I mean, wow. Woo. We dodged some fucking bullet, man. Um, we've had some buzzer beaters, you know, the Kings game. There's some other games. I can't think off the top of my head right now, but, I mean, playoff, just for us to get to the play, uh, advance to the second round, I'm just – I don't even know what to say. I'm just so happy. Wow. And um, I don't know. I was looking at the bench. There's so many players, and they're not even playing. I mean, no, 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 they're not playable. I mean, like Frank Nilakino and Sterling Brown, they're just – they're doing it with, what, like a seven-man lineup or something? Or We, we had a crazy Sterling Brown uh, uh, incident tonight where he's on the bench, like, arguing a call, and it's like, oh, yeah, there's Sterling. I've not seen him in a month. We have to shout out to Pinson because I feel like maybe he distracted Bo- Bogey just a little bit because he was right behind him and maybe said something, yelled something, just distract him. I don't know. Maybe just missed a shot just because he missed a shot. But I, I'm just so happy. Uh, does anybody know here on the comment section if you know when the Mavs tickets are going on sale? I know there's a pre-sale right now, but it's just – just resale tickets because I really want to go. Uh, I think the first home game is next Friday. So if any, anybody knows, just put it on the comment section. But Because if we would have lost tonight, I was going to go to that game seven, take my son. But, damn it, I just didn't – I knew we would win that game seven. But how frustrating would that be just like if we lost tonight by one point and we lost by one point on the fourth game? I just – I wouldn't be – I wouldn't be able I'm to glad. Yeah, I was – like Josh and I did a podcast and I, I kept reiterating that I am happy and I am so happy. I am also so tired. Yeah. And <laughs> that was a very emotionally draining game. It was a very grindy, um, 
I mean, God, I knew the Jazz were going to let us back in that game is the thing. I wasn't yeah. really worried at halftime. I was just like, okay, this is what the Jazz do. They've been known to let teams back in, and we were the second-best team in the league and getting back in the game, uh, double-digit games. Um, so I knew that that was going to happen. It was just like I was wor- we were up by eight, and then they kind of went on that run, that 6-0 run, the Jazz. I was just like, they're just going to have to hit some tough shots. And Benny Smith. God, thank God he's on the team. Yeah, great. Uh, yeah, he was. Dinwiddie, like he's. It, this was like like the Dinwiddie and 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 Finney Smith coming up bigger. Why we won the game? Because Luca, not a fan of Luca's game tonight. Like he has the box score stats, but I thought I I think he he was tired and he looked tired. Nothing with his. Remember last year with his neck problem, a little neck sprain. Well, his problem tonight. His problem tonight was like like Luca. Luca likes it when Luca loves a challenge. And he was driving and then making passes when he should have shot. He was kind of like, I didn't understand some of the things he he was doing these past two games. Like target Donovan Mitchell. Don't always go with the heart. I don't know. I, we'll talk. I don't want to bitch about you know, this game. Mitchell was playing possum because he was playing great tonight. I mean, like, oh yeah, he, yeah. So, but yeah, I'll let other people. I know there's probably tons of other people come up, but I, I'm just happy. We're all happy. Good. Finally, second round. Let's go. Let's beat the Suns now. Thanks, buddy. Talk soon. Yes, sir. Okay, coming up next, I got a friend of mine waiting to to talk some trash to me. Uh, Patrick Muldowney. How you doing, buddy? Patrick, you, you work in this app. You, you have to be able to hit the unmute button and talk trash to me. I'm going to laugh. Patrick uh, may or may not do some stuff with Spotify, and he is unable to hit the unmute button, and I am going to endlessly make fun of him. Um, okay, coming up, I did boot him. So coming up next is uh, is everyone's favorite video guy and producer of the JJ Reddick podcast, Jason Gallagher. Hey, Jason. Hello. See how I handled all that? Right. Pat? Right. Guy who works for Spotify Live can't operate Spotify Live. Unbelievable. If this is any indication of this series to come, I'm feeling great. I am too. He he's like just Jay Crowdering it up. I know. <laughs> that will be sweet. That that I you just brought up a point that I had not considered is that this is a bit of a, a Kirk serious face <laughs> revenge. Oh, yeah, it's long Jay time Crowder. fucking Jay Crowder. I've had it. I've hated that guy since like 2013. <laughs> you really have. I saw the uh, Devin Booker shirts today that said in the press conference it said, uh, "Can I swear?" Fuck on Jay it? Crowder. Yeah, oh yeah, fuck, I don't care. It said, "Fuck Jay Crowder," <laughs> and I was like, "Man, got to get Kirk one of these shirts." Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, well, see, I've grown. I've grown to appreciate him. I. I was a as a younger man. I wasn't as sane. Uh, you know, it's it's a different deal. This is going to be. You know, it really hurt me. We when Jay Crowder signed with the Suns, and I understand why now because the Suns are better. Um, but we got like gaslit that that uh, a Crowder is going to be a Maverick, and then he just went there, and then they went to the finals, and I was like, this sucks. Yeah, you and Jay Crowder both just developing nicely into into your peak form. So That's right. I love it. That's um, right. Hey, what a game, right? I, I I like to I like to I always like to take a deep deep breath after games like these and say that was an awful, ugly, gross, disgusting game, and we won it. On yes. The road. How crazy is that? Just just simple perspective there, just to say like they threw everything they could at Dallas. You know, in the second half, they went away from things that were working, and I was like, "All right, do you?" Um, but at the same time, it feels so freaking good to win an ugly game, right? Mm. 
Yes. And you know what else was an ugly game? You know what else was an ugly game that we don't give enough? You know, we don't like we talk about this game a lot, but we don't talk about the fact that it was a grind fest. Game five, 2001 in Utah. The comeback win, 85-84. That game was awful to watch. It was grindy. I watched half of it today and the Mavericks won. And that's all that I remembered. Yeah. I mean, and in the end, you know, uh, that is all you remember from, you know, championship caliber teams is that they won series and not even particular game you know the games like these mm-hmm. get they happen to good teams like yes. they really really do and what you have is like a model of sort of like consistency from some of your bedrock players and in in and luca luca's luca doesn't have many playoff games like these you know that were a little bit like huh that's an interesting choice. You know, I had this I had this interesting discussion with a friend of mine. I'm curious what you think. So a lot of people are like this person I was talking to was like Luca has to mature in order for the Mavs to really go deep in the playoffs. And I was like, does he? <laughs> and and so my question to you is, can Luca keep kind of fucking around and get deep in the playoffs? Because he tonight was like, I texted my friend who runs the Mavrello account. I was like, Luca. Oh, you literally... scouted him. I didn't know if people knew that. I've never answered the question when people ask me. <laughs> Wait, did I did I say his name? Yes. Uh, well, whatever. What are you gonna do? Uh, okay. If you don't know by now, I mean, my God. Uh, you're not a real fan. How about that? But what I would say is that. Can Luca keep fucking around in the match actually advance? Yes. You yes. you think so? I think that the range of outcomes with Luka Doncic is hilarious because no team team scares me as far as what they can do in terms of limiting Doncic like the Clippers last year. Now, don't get me wrong. I really like Bridges. Bridges was the guy I wanted at five in 2018 oh, when yeah. I win the match. You know, he's he's the man. He if there's if there's a, a, a defensive stopper left in the playoffs who can bother the crap out of Luca, not name like Giannis, it's him. You know, I I don't uh, J- get get Jason Tatum's fuck out of here. I don't want to hear it. like Luca wears him like <laughs> wow. a, Jason wow. Tatum. Luca wears him like a skin suit. Just don't want to hear this shit. Um, uh, but but Bridges is really 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 good. So, yeah, so and like I think the, the help defense from 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 Crowder and even Aiton to a degree, and and even Paul's sort of craftiness, you know, as as my colleague JJ Reddick likes to say, a sicko. Like he knows, he just knows how to like mess with people, and that will be interesting to see. I mean, so much of what New Orleans did with with Phoenix was sort of play YOLO basketball. In a, in a way that was just like, we're going to press you full court, whatever. Dallas isn't going to do that. So I'll be curious to see how, how it feels. But Kirk, guess what, man? This series, we have no pressure. That, yes. Isn't that a beauty? Yes. I mean, that's awesome. I, I have like, Luca's gotten over the hump. We're playing the number one seed. We definitely, absolutely should lose it. And I think we could win it. That's all I really want. Four more basketball games. It's a beautiful Four more thing. basketball games. Give me, give me seven more basketball games. I mean, really, give me sixteen more basketball games. All right, this is this is is something. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, it's it's gonna be fun, and it's gonna be fun, and 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 I'm glad we won this very very ugly, hideous, gross, disgusting game. Yes, and Shishi, you're asking repeatedly what Jason said. He basically said who <laughs> Mavrello is, and it's a person that he's friends with. He also runs multiple other weird like. Um, 
like like accounts How on the internet that are public? brands. I, I didn't realize like Kirk Serious Face like bombed this thing. Like I didn't realize this was. Well, like... I mean, it's it's what like the person who said it's kayfabe. Like it's it's uh you know like we're all like like just it's like doesn't matter. He's a un, he's just a guy. It's a great guy. He's a very funny, funny guy. guy. And he and like, I did Second City together, and he's a he's a he's a gem. Yeah. Diehard Mavericks fan. You wouldn't want yes. anyone else running that damn account. I promise. No. Um, no. I mean, that it, account. How about that? I don't care. I don't care. Yes. No. <laughs> oh, I thought he outed someone's sexuality. <laughs> Why would I do that? Jeez. Like, no, no. I didn't use the word outed. She's one hundred percent correct. But it's just, it's like, it was, it's like <laughs> we outed, we outed an animated balls. <laughs> Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, weird. like, let's be clear. Mavrello is weird. Like, that is a bit that has lasted for more than a year, and it only gets weirder. But in some of the videos that the Mavs do are hilarious. Absolutely. Oh, it, well. it, is, it is super, super weird, man. I'm excited about this series. It, it's it's going to be weird because, like, other than Dallas, I was, like, really, really, really pulling for Chris Paul, and now I got to, like, not – pull for Chris Paul, so that's going to suck. But Well, and I don't, you know, and Patrick, if you could, you can hit on mute and join us at any point. No. <laughs> no. Kirk comes on here name drop, and I just did a green room with Mark Stein, and I'll go as long as you guys want to go. Jason comes in and drops his little things and then name drops, I went to Second City. All you guys do is come in here and brag about how great you are, how great Luca is, and you know what? Y'all got what's coming to you in the next round. Hey, Patrick Pat. is a is a Suns Pat. fan wait, 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 and our wait, wait, friend. Wait, Pat, Pat, are we playing the Thunder next round? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> what year is it? I am clearly a Suns fan right now. I thought you were right a Thunder now. fan. I, I was under the impression you were a Thunder fan. I had a relationship with somebody in that organization for a short period of time, and I was loyal to her. Now okay. back to where I grew up. <laughs> I got it. I, I've been there, brother. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Guys. These Kirk knows this. Jason knows this. These Mavs rooms are my favorite rooms on all of Green Room. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Spotify Live. But it pains me for the next two weeks or however long this series go to hate all of you. No, like I didn't know any Utah people. The only Utah people I knew were people that I knew from social media. And like and like all of them were so broken before the series even started. Like that wasn't fun. <laughs> now, honestly, Kirk, I tweeted something. I tweeted something uh, kind of mean. I was at the Mavs game, the last Mavs home game, and I tweeted something a little bit mean that was like basically that uh, Utah wasn't cool. I don't even remember what I said. It was something along yeah. those lines. Utah, oh, it's, it's, Salt, it's, Utah is a bad city. No, I said. I said. <laughs> Dorian the Dirk Dirk Smith is, I, I said. Patrick, wow, you're yeah. killing me. Mute yourself. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm actually so I'm in New York City for Ringer MMA Spotify Live. Ah, wow. So I'm Big traveling times. right now. But when I saw when I got the Kirk notification, because I know we're all arch enemies right now, I had to jump in. I'm gonna leave the stage and mute myself so I don't ruin your room. But I will be back in this series to ruin your other rooms. Well, when yeah, Bridges, no. Chris Paul, and Gallagher get out of here with this. I wanted to root for Chris Paul stuff. I don't want to hear that from you. We uh, we had a lovely dinner. How about that for a name drop? There it is. Yeah, I've yeah. never had dinner with anybody in the NBA. Yeah. Tell JJ Redick <laughs> I said hi. I'll All see right. you. Guys. <laughs> right. All right. Pat's off his rocker. I love it. Um, yeah. No, the the thing, I, the only thing I was gonna uh, double down on is it's fun to have like enemies on Twitter because I had the same interact, same thought that you did with the Utah thing. Is I tweeted something like basically. 
that Torian Finney-Smith is cooler than the entire state of Utah combined. And multiple jazz fans were like, man, that like, that really like hurts me. And I was like, <laughs> man. <laughs> and so I wound up deleting the tweet because I actually like genuinely felt bad because multiple sure. people were like, come on, man, this sucks. Like my life sucks. I live in Utah. Like, <laughs> Well, I don't want to be up until – well, I am. It's fine. I'm just going to be a waste of space for the next three weeks this, at bro. work. You got this, bro. All right. Let's cook with gas. You got anything else before we get out of here? That's all I got, brother. Thanks for bringing me on. You're doing the Lord's work. Good luck next week with the late starts. That's going to be painful. Damn right. We'll talk soon, man. See you, bro. Bye. Okay, coming up next, we're going to fly through people. Andrew, what do you got for me? You always have good numbers. Uh, good evening, Kirk. Third quarter was key of the series. For the entire third quarter, all six games, Dallas outscored Utah by 28 points. That's pretty good. So basically like five. Halftime adjustments. Like five and a half points a game kind of thing. Something like that. Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah. Yeah. And the similarities to 2011 are starting to become eerie. Midway through the season, the Mavs' third best player goes down to injury. Karan Butler in 2011, Timmy this year. We lose game four in round one in disappointing fashion, but then we come back and close out on on the road in game six. And game four of the conference semifinals is Mother's Day. Is it really? Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, it's May 8th. You're right. Man. Okay. Well, all these games are late. Whatever. Who knows what uh, that one's going to be. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. That's all I got. Thanks, buddy. Talk soon, okay? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, coming up next then, my man Armand. What's going on? How are you doing, Kirk? I am doing well. What can I do for you tonight? So, what if I told you the last time the Mavs won a playoff series before today, I was seven years old? I would believe you. I also don't like it. But, man, I and I remember that moment, too. It was when we won the championship. I was at BJ's with my family. I was just a kid. And, you know, I like it was like my first, second year watching basketball. It was a great moment, right? But obviously, I'm too young to understand how big of a moment it was. And for the, like basically for the first time in over 10 years, I've finally been able to experience that. And it's the best feeling ever. Yes. Yes, it is. It's, yeah. it's for me, it's a sense of relief that I think will grow into a sense of appreciation. Mm-hmm. Um. The losses in Dirk's late latter half of his career were really soul sucking. Cause like Carlisle would somehow like get the Mavericks into like a not good Mavericks team into like the sixth seed. Mm-hmm. And so this is, this is a lot more fun for me. No, it's, it's, it honestly feels great. Like I don't know how I feel about us against the Suns because they are a great team, probably the best team in the league. Yeah. But we, we made it. Like I, like I feel like. That's that's going to be the best, the biggest thing to take away from this season. We made it out the first round, you know. And I'm pretty thrilled. Only where, with with a guy like Luka Doncic and Jalen Brunson, you're only going to go up from here. Up from here? You mean like long term or just this playoffs? I mean, oh, like sure. long term. Yeah, I'm, yeah. You got to feel bullish about yeah. about the future. You know, um, I'm very interested in seeing what Utah does because. If they do decide to break it up, I would love to have one of their pieces. I mean, I think a guy like Bogdanovich would help us so much. I mean, I want a Bogdanovich in 2019, and people told me he was old and he's, you know. Mm -hmm. But, like, 
that dude shooting. He's a great. Like he's probably he's, he's older. Great. He's I mean, like more, he's, he's like he he's just 36. like Gary Smith. He's reliable. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, kind of like better pretty, guy you get, and just whole and, and no, exactly. I mean, if he can still hoop, you know, take him. Like I think right. I think that's the mindset we had with Goran Dragic, and he's been he was doing pretty decent for the Nets too. So, right. But yeah, I mean. It's gonna suck that we're gonna have to wait all the way till next week for us to have a home game over here, but I'm excited for it. I am too. Well, thanks for joining us. All right, thank you. Have a good one. You too. Do, do, do. And we will get to everybody, guys. I I I will. I don't do the thing where I close rooms unless my wife is mad at me, and she's not. Um, let's go to Jordan, who probably doesn't. What are you? Are you back stateside, friend? Yeah. So I actually am in the hospital right now. Um, I'm actually in the bathroom. My daughter was born during the first Hey, congratulations. So uh, you guys are welcome because we were losing until my daughter was born. Okay. She only knows Mavs victories. That's, I love this. Exactly. We needed one more fan for us to win the game. And so you are welcome. Uh, You can all thank Ellie for winning us this game. I love it. So that's all I have to say. That's all I wanted to say was my, my daughter won us this game. So, yeah. Congratulations. And, uh, you know, if you're up in the middle of the night, always send me a DM. I have done the dad middle of the night thing. We'll talk soon. All right, buddy? No problem. Bye. All right. Bye. Right, look at that. First birth announcement on uh, Mavs Party Live. That's pretty spectacular. Uh, coming up next, let's go to my man, Sam. What's up, Sam? Clark, you got me. I do. Let's fucking go, man. Let's, Let's go. Man, I'm, well, if we're going to talk about the last time the Mavs won a playoff series, I literally graduated college a month before when the Mavs won the title. So that was, that was a long time ago at this point now. So That's right. It, it's, uh, it's, I'm so excited, man. I'm so happy that they did it. Like, just to get to the game, I am a little concerned with the way they're doing the fourth quarter offense because, I mean, there's a lot of, especially when they were small, they didn't like attack the basket enough. I felt like when they right. shoot it, so that that part kind of annoyed me. And then when Gobert got back in the game, it was still they were still kind of three happy. They weren't really switching or trying to attack the basket. So that, like I said, that kind of annoyed me. But at the end of the day, they say just get to four. I don't care how you get there. I don't care if you got a staff, murder, kill, just get the win. And they got the win. So that's right. That's all that matters. Now we're on to Phoenix. I don't want to get my hopes up. I mean, for all I know, they can get swept. I'm not going to knock on wood. I hope that doesn't happen. But I really, I really, really feel like I don't know why. Don't don't quote me on this, but we got a shot. We we got a shot. And when you got, I I feel like we got the best player in the series. If we could just do what we do, we got a shot. I thought you can ask for it. Because I mean, hell, I remember talking to you last year, just saying, you know, at the end of the day, if we get out the first round, is that a success? And now we finally got over that hurdle. So now we're playing with cash money. So- yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and see, now I'm going to go through the, the the fan experience of, you know, rationalizing things. So it's like if the Mavericks win, I'm going to talk all the shit in the world. And if the Mavericks lose, I'm going to say, well, you know, it's we were, you know, we were supposed to beat the Suns anyway. It's great. So, I mean, hey, let's just um take advantage of coming home. You know, maybe we'll get lucky and have some type of like Atlanta Hawks run and get to the conference finals. Who knows? Sure. You know, sure. But- then resign, then resign everyone, like like the like the uh, the the Portland Trailblazers did in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sam. Let's talk soon. Let's worry about that when we get to that point. <laughs> All right, later, man. Have a good one.
All right, coming up next then, uh, let's see, we got a ton of people. Um, let's go to my man Jose before he falls asleep. What's up, friend? Man, what's up, Kirk? How you uh, doing? How you feeling? I'm feeling great. Man, uh, I've been trying to calm down because <laughs> that last couple of minutes was just nerve-wracking and you know, uh, in the group chat, I was just like, man, I'm just nervous. Three minutes left to go, and we didn't have, like, a tremendous lead. I think the lead was at two, and it was just nerve-wracking to the end. But at, at the beginning of the game, I was so just irritated because I felt like this team just didn't play up to the way that I felt like they should have played. Uh, Utah, to me, played like they had more heart, and they just wanted it more. And yeah. also they were doing what worked for them. They drove to the rim and we had no paint presence. And that's something that I just constantly pick nitpick with the Mavs is that we need a upgraded center. And I'm not saying Rudy Gobert is the complete answer. Yes, I would love Rudy. But if we get a Miles Turner, a Daniel Gafford, whoever a mid-tier upgrade at that position and I feel I would feel safe with with the Mavs winning further in in the future but uh you know beyond that it's just such a great experience to have this with all the Mavs fans in the green room and you know Twitter Twitter spaces etc etc uh, because we didn't have this in 2011, and we have this now. Uh, you know, after a playoff series victory that I felt really confident just going into the round one matchup, I knew we were going to win in six. And <laughs> after game four, it was it was really hard to be optimistic, but I'm glad I was optimistic and remained true to us winning in six. What about you, Kirk? How how did you think the series was going to end? Did you think it was going to end tonight? Did you think it was going to go to seven? Well, if you check my timeline, I very arrogantly tweeted before three of the four wins, like the, you're not old enough for this movie, but um, a league of their own. Tom Tom Hanks gets angry during one of the things and starts like cha- like screaming, "We're gonna win!" And I tweet that gif whenever I'm in old man anger mood. And the um, I I didn't do that today. Just wasn't feeling it. Maybe I wasn't feeling it personally because I've just been I, like I've been tired all week. But I, I just I didn't have a great feeling about this game. And that they came through anyways is probably more important than that than like how they won. Because to grip to gut through a, a gross game is important. Right. Uh you know, it <laughs> it's hard to celebrate the victory while, you know, the the Suns are your next opponent, but we just really gotta celebrate tonight. And we're playing with house money. You know, however this next series plays out. I'm really confident about this team. I'm very excited to see how it goes in the second round. And if the second round is our stop, I'm just excited for what the team will, how the team will progress in the future. Right, right. Well, to me, this is the year to really try to go for it because 
the West is going to be a bloodbath next year. So I'm just hoping that we can, uh, man, get into the conference finals would be nuts. Most definitely. Uh, imagine, but then it'll be like maybe Golden State and, <laughs> uh, man, that just, just imagine the storylines. If they could beat the Suns and if it's the Warriors, they beat the Warriors. It's just like, okay, at this point, you have to win the championship. <laughs> right. But uh, I appreciate you, Kirk. I'm off tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I took that vacay, and I'm just going to celebrate the, the night and just take all this moment in. Good. Let's talk soon, Jose. All right. You have a good one, Kirk. You too. Um, and everybody, Jose will post his Twitter account in the thing. He hosts pregame space on um, Mavs or on Twitter. I think it's uh, hashtag 77 spaces. I don't know. I apologize, Jose. I'm sleepy. Um, let's fly through. Let's go to my man Josh next. What's up, buddy? Yeah. How are we feeling? Oh, good, good. Um, there, you know, there is this, uh, it was one shot. It, it, you know, they ran a really nice play. So there is kind of this make or miss league, but I felt like the momentum of this series was going to take us to win in game seven, even if Boyan would have made that shot. Um, two, um, it's, I find Devin Booker extremely dislikable. Um, Devin Booker's extremely dislikable. Okay. Tell me why. Well, have you, have you heard these stories about like when he's playing like pickup in the summer Oh, like, yeah, we're bitched about getting double teamed. But I mean, and it's just, like, dude, you're good. And if you're playing yeah. pickup, you might get double teamed. But then there's the thing where he threw a bitch fit about the Toronto Raptors uh, mascot uh, heckling him during free throws, <laughs> but in an empty arena. Yeah, I right? remember that too. That was a good one. So I have a hot take for you. Um, we just need to find like the actual, you know, games, games in the AAC. We just have to figure out how to just taunt him with just absurd uh, stuff. That's not the average like booze at the free throw line, but literally psychologically taunt he's a, him. He, he's a tough cookie, seems... man. This, this guy I think like it's it's the argument for why you know so, like, two years ago the Mavericks should have maybe tried to get Chris Paul because he's turned that entire team into killers. I mean, Booker went from being a seven like he scored seventy points in a game where they got beat by like thirty doing a bunch of useless shit. He is him and Chris Paul are a lethal and terrifying clutch time combo. I mean they're like they won sixty five games for a reason. Nobody talked about them. The same way nobody talked about like the 67 win Mavs because they just dismantled a lot of teams that they played. It's, it's, they're going to be a bitch, but I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how we play them because when we lost all of our games in this year, we have a different team. Like they they were all before, um, all those losses were before we had, uh, before we sent KP to the moon. Well, yeah, and so when I was listening to the post game on TNT, not that I, you know, hold a lot of weight 
in what Kenny or Chuck or Shaq always say, but sometimes there's some interesting stuff going on. And in the post game, you know, there was some talk of like, okay, well, people are like, oh, well, you know, the, the Suns are going to be trouble for the Mavs as Mavs fans. Um, though we don't always think about things like tonight, we've been talking about how like this game was frustrating because the Mavs, it was an ugly game, but imagine if you were a jazz fan, it would have been infinitely more frustrating for them yeah. um, to watch this game. Um, so Kenny Smith said that, so somebody said, oh, you know, like the Suns are going to be a problem for the Mavs. And then he was like, well, actually the Mavs are going to be a problem for the Suns. Um, because this is a different team than than the Suns have seen earlier in the season that beat the Mavs. Um, I think beat them in all the matchups, but it's a different team. And to be honest, like the Pelicans were fucking putting the smack on these dudes, and you know, and and they kind of, and and it took a perfect shooting game, fourteen of fourteen from Chris Paul tonight. That was pretty awesome. I watched that. I haven't seen anything like that before. I mean, he was like, he was a machine. But I'm just saying, there was a lot of games in that series where that kid, Alvarado, who's just awesome. I mean, they were. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a harrowing uh, series for the Suns. I think more harrowing than the series for the Mavs had with the Jazz. So I'm just saying, I'm not trying to be, you know, don't don't get it twisted. I'm not trying to be like an, an optimist. You know what I mean? Because sure. I've learned my lessons with that. But dude, I think that the Mavs are pesky uh, for the Suns. And I think the Suns are a little weaker um, than, than maybe uh, – than maybe they seem before because they did seem uh, somewhat invulnerable. And maybe, maybe we could just sick Mavrello on Devin Booker. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Ma- Ma- Mavs man, the, the mass serial killer Mavs man. Oh my God. He creeps me out. So, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> that would be, yeah. I mean, they really, I think we have this really awesome group with, how many? 295 listeners. So I think everybody should like kind of get together and find ways to taunt Devin Booker at the AAC that are more interesting than stupid shit or really uh, or really just offensive shit. Taunt him in a way like that the Toronto Raptors mascot taunted him. Well, thank you, Josh. We'll talk soon. All right. Hell yeah. Go Mavs. Peace. That's right. All right. Who we got next? Good gravy. How are there more people? This is fun. Henry, what's up, dude? Get these bum-ass music notes out of here, man. Let's go. Yeah, take take note and leave. Take note and leave. Uh, I just wanted to read a Vernon Maxwell ah, tweet. Ah, yes. He is ready for the Utah hate. He said, and I quote, a lot of sad, toothless hillbillies in Salt Lake tonight. Hashtag take note. <laughs> See, I feel bad because, like, they all knew. Like, there's, like, an there's such an existential dread. Like, I specifically don't care for Rudy, and I don't care for Donovan Mitchell. Like, Mitchell, I, I'm just going to, like, like, I'm going to say this. 
I don't think he was hurt in game five. I think he was a negative 38 and took himself out of the game. Yeah, man. Um, and kind of looking forward to this series. I got Mavs in seven, man. That's love it. Might be a spicy take, but all right, Kirk, that's all I got. Appreciate it. Go Mavs. That's right. Talk soon, Henry. I probably shouldn't have said that. What do I know? Um, who we got next here? We got just, just a pack full folks. Drew, how we doing, Drew? Kirk, I can't believe I'm still awake. I can't either. What are you doing? Tell us, tell us what you got. Uh, well, so much for playing like shit and still winning. Uh, that's, uh, you know, I mean, you can't say you sugarcoated at all. The, the Jazz had their opportunities and, for some reason, they didn't want to win. And that last shot about broke my heart. But And thank God for Dodo. Man, I that guy just hits clutch shot after clutch shot. You know? Yeah. yeah. And I, one with the, the one he saved oh, going out of bounds and just drilled. That was yeah, crazy. that was. And, and, I, and you are so right in that Luca needed like 10 more shots tonight. I mean, they were like opening up for him and just daring him to pass. And he, for some reason, didn't want to. You know, I mean, they're part in the Red Sea for him, and he just would go right in there and then just throw it out to somebody. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think that they were more worried about him passing than they were about him scoring, and he kind of, uh, you know, obliged them a little bit too much. Yeah. My, yeah. My, my last take is please, I have want no part of Rudy Gobert. He does not fit the system. He makes way too much money. It's a bad contract. He's going to lock, lock up the salary cap. For good, and he yeah. he just ain't worth it to me. I mean, you know, the, he can't play the system of defense that kids playing right now. I don't know about that, but I do tend to understand where you're coming from. There's a, there's enough to where it's like yeesh. Where is this this the thing? Because oh man, like he he just misses enough bunnies. Like that's where it's like folks who haven't seen DeAndre Ayton are going to be shocked at what like a oh. huge competent, like David Robinson impersonator can do to the Mavericks in the next round. I remember when he played at Arizona. I mean, I, the, the, the knock on, I mean, he was a great offense player. The knock on him was he couldn't play defense and, you know, Chris Ball, I think has got jumped in his ass. And, I mean, know, he wanted so to play four. Play. That's yeah. why I, I didn't want any piece mm. of him because all of his, all mm. of his stuff in the pre-draft stuff, he's like, well, I think I'm a power forward. Like he sounded like LaMarcus Aldridge. But like they 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 basically like look if if you commit to doing this you're going to be one of the best three centers in the league and I mean he's terrifying. Yeah, I think Chris Paul really toughened him up a lot. Absolutely. I, 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 yeah, I, I really do. But he it, says it's going to be tough. But... I really like him. I'm glad he's succeeding. Mm. I'm glad to be wrong about him. Yeah, but you know just just for the record, Chuck likes Phoenix and uh, and Kenny likes. Uh, the Mavs, so that's kind of interesting on their little TNT tonight. They had a go over on that, so so we'll see see how that goes. But I'll let some other people talk, you know. And I I, I may not make it to the end because I'm about crashing here. I'm in the East Coast here, so it's late. Appreciate you, Drew. Talk soon. All right, All right later. You guys can always download these from the Mavs Moneyball uh, podcast feed the next day. Michael, what's up? Hey, Kirk. Thanks for sure. bringing me up. Long time, long time, first time. Welcome, welcome. I I. I have a two-parter for you. First part is, is this season a success no matter what happens in the second yes. round? All right. So if we accomplished our goals, should we start thinking about next no. year? Will you allow me to? Sure. And given what you said earlier 
Like the West is going to be stacked. We have Kawhi back. We have Zion back. We have Murray back. Like, are we going to have to make a big move to stay competitive and to go counter to the guy that just came up? Like, is it Rudy? Is it somebody like that? Like, what do you think? I think this team will look very different. I think that the front line people will look different. Um, the way kid wants to play defense to help him recover an aggressive scheme is going to require, a, you know, they, they've maximized. Like, Maxie's been very important. Dwight's really worked better than I could have imagined. But they're still too small. Um, so I think if they go with anything, it's something like that. And then they keep an eye on wings and, and try to do something, but their number one priority will have to probably be re-signing Brunson or re-signing or like doing a sign in trade with Brunson. Like they cannot let him walk for free, but I just, I think the team will be different. Um, is, is my, is my main takeaway. For sure. I, I'm addicted to wings right now, seeing how Reggie and Dorian are playing. We probably need a little more depth, but we have that coming with, hopefully Josh Green continuing to progress, but I don't know. Well, fingers crossed on that, I guess. But uh, yeah, that's all I got. No, it's been fun. Thanks, Mike. All right. Let's see here. Let's go to, um, and again, guys, if you hang out, I will get to every single person who asks to call it to come up. Um, Ryan, welcome, Ryan. Hit the unmute button if you're outside of the chat, and it will let you come up and talk. Um, and if it doesn't, we'll uh, try to bring you up a little bit later uh, if you quit and rejoin. Yeah, let's try to. Logan, what do you got, buddy? Pull out of the chat, Logan, and hit the unmute button. Hey, sorry, I didn't know. I didn't hear my name the first time. That's right, How's sir. it going? We did it, baby. Uh, yeah, I, I'm really, I'm really pumped. I'm gonna wake up tomorrow really pumped. Right now, I'm kind of, uh, kind of hit the well, brick wall, but that's okay. It was, it was so damn stressful that like, it was when Lucas said, "Did you see the little post game where he was like, yeah, we were kind of bullshit," and I was just like, "Please don't." Can we not after, do that, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the fact that he was conscious of it, I was like, "What? What? What do you mean? It's like a closeout game." But I think that's kind of a learning experience. I've heard a lot of people. Like, the Warriors last night and Steve Kerr were like, yeah, we kind of forgot how to close a team out. Like, they come and punch you in the mouth because they don't want to go home and them out. So I'm sure there's just, like, a level of, like, oh, let's just go in and do our business and and we'll win kind of thing, you know? Um, right. Yeah. But, no, it was, it was when Brunson missed that free throw. I was, like, getting – I was like, oh, this looks way too much like the last, like, game four. Um and I think I don't know, Luca. I think he must be feeling the calf or something because, like his his defense, like he wasn't sliding his feet as much. He just something was off with him. And I don't know. Yeah, like you always say, I don't know if it's just he has to make it hard on himself and bullshit I think around. Elevation. I think it was the elevation. That's what someone else said. Was I kind of forgot about that? But yeah, that's pretty pretty valid. I mean, he just looked gassed. Like, granted, kid didn't play him to finish. He only played eighteen minutes in the first half. Um, he didn't play like the final six minutes. Yeah, that and was that was interesting. I thought he's hurt at that point. Um, but you know, hey, it worked out. Well, I mean, Dinwiddie finally came through, and finally, kind of just ha- he kind of just has to be that way. Like, if we're gonna we're gonna pull an upset, he's kind of there's something I thought you probably noticed that they were doing in the second half where they were using him as a screener. 
And when they double Luca, like a lot of times they'll do it with Dorian or Reggie, and so they can like take a shot if if Luca gets doubled. But when Spencer gets it, he can kind of be out there in space. I mean, a lot of teams do it with their big, like Golden State does it with Draymond. But obviously, Dinwiddie is a, you know not a threat to like rim run or anything. But it's just a way to at least get him because he's he's not the fastest dude. I mean, he's he had a torn ACL and stuff. So like. It's just getting him some space where he can kind of feel more involved instead of like, oh, here, try to figure out what to do with like eight seconds left every time. I mean, it's not it's not the best situation for him all the time. But I liked that. Um, I, I was going to say there's a something that kind of frustrates me, and I, I don't know if it's like really it, – it has to be kind of something with kid is like, we have an egalitarian kind of way that, like, if you're open, you're supposed to shoot, and and you can put the ball on the floor if you feel like. And I'm like, I don't want to see Maxi put the ball on the floor. I don't know why he takes. Like at one point, Josh Green and Maxi had taken like five of our six threes to start the game, and it's like I understand that they scheme the defense schemes that out, but like sometimes it's just frustrating that it doesn't seem like we like Bertans will be on the floor and he doesn't get a three. It's like I don't even know why he's out there. Sure. Well, that's why I only played two minutes. But I mean, like the, right. the, the challenge is like Maxi, in that Maxi, you can see his asshole puckering up yep. when yep. he misses shots, and then he hits a fucking runner, like a I running know. two foot. It's like what? How did... <sighs> I know, and that's the one that I'm like. Actually, the the guy. I, sometimes I wish they would do that with Reggie more, because every time he has ever hit one of those like Rip Hamilton style. Yes. Um, well, I can't I can't remember what the name like the name for the actual play is, but he'll hit one of those Rip Hamilton baseline jumpers, and we always win every time we do it. I'm like, if if Reggie Bullock's gonna hit that shot, but like, I mean, to pull an upset, you're gonna have to kind of pull stuff like that out of your ass. But um, um, yeah, we did it, Phoenix. I do think that there's ways we give them problems. Like we are a different team than we were when we lost to them. Uh, I think Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie can give. Paul problems like we have length too. Um, it's just Aiden's a different. Like I'm not saying he's the biggest thing to worry about. The biggest thing would be them in the clutch. But Aiden is gonna like he's gonna be able to close out on the three point guys and then get back. Like he's just so much quick, more quick footed and stuff. Um, so I think like our our lack of size. Like sometimes I think people kind of exa- I don't think they exaggerate it because it is an issue. But the way we play, we kind of gamble on the fact that like will beat you by being smaller and switchable and all these yeah. things. But I, DeAndre Ayton in his history has sort of busted that. Like that's like what he is, is a guy. He's who's, real good. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, that is a little scary, but we did it. I'm that's very right. happy. Well, thanks Logan. We'll talk uh, soon. Okay. Appreciate you. Mm-hmm. All right, Mr. Pry, you're coming up next. If I can find you here in the queue. Uh, there you are. What's going on, dude. My bad. Hey, look, I mean, I was complaining about how tired I was, but I mean, I'm going to be up the entire right, time no, I... you're on live. So, um, but what do you yeah, got for so, us? what was that? What do you got for us? Yeah. So here's my, my, I guess like last 90 seconds of the game. Um, first and foremost, I'm curious as to why with four seconds left in the game, why we didn't have our best five defenders on the court for that last play. Um, That looked a little uh, odd to me. I mean, I know that there are guys that don't touch the court 
um, normally, like a you know a, a brown and stuff. But I, I feel like having a a Luca and a Dinwiddie out there to defend the last play of the game was not the wisest decision. Um, doesn't matter if Dinwiddie was playing better than he normally does, and if Luca's Luca, like you want to win the game. Um, I agree. Like yes. let's just kid had some meh end of game decision <laughs> calls this series. Okay, like that full court bullshit thing at the end of game four. Like yeah. the, you know, it's, things happen. Yeah, but um, I will say so. I was originally um, I was kind of upset with the last play. I mean, I know that Boyan ended up missing and I was all pissed off because I was like, seriously, like <laughs> nine times out of 10 Boyan's going to hit that shot. Yeah. He was so open. Oh my God. It was ridiculous. But, um, I had a coworker point out to me, uh, he was like, watch Clarkson on this inbound pass and Clarkson pushes, um, I want to say it's Finney Smith into Dinwiddie and Dinwiddie then has to try and recover the way that he did. And between that and the couple of ghost calls, like the Dwayne Wade style ghost calls that uh, Donovan Mitchell got the last two minutes, I don't feel bad about it, bro. They, The basketball gods said, sorry about it. We know what happened to you guys. Uh, game four. We're going to grant you guys some forgiveness because, yeah, that was that was bullshit. <laughs> for sure, man. For sure. Well, thanks so much. Yeah, for sure. All right. We'll talk soon. Have a good one. You too. All right. Coming up next, uh, somebody everybody ought to know because he's an actual reporter and big time Tim Cato. What's up, friend? Kirk, how are you? I am dragging. <laughs> are you are you up there in Utah? Like, I'm, I'm just in Utah. wall. I feel like really? I feel like the way because uh, uh, I, I saw in the post game that um, our guy was sick, Reggie Bullock. Like I'm starting to feel like 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 how Reggie Bullock was described. What what were we doing in the Mavs Moneyball email chain? Ten Wait, eleven eleven years ago. I wasn't in it yet. You were still in it. Yeah, I was you were a young it. man. I didn't I didn't join the site till thirteen. Really? I, I yeah. could have sworn you were there. You you feel like a lifer. Well, you know, it's funny because um, I went and, you know, um, all the comment section of the site changed. This is dirty shit. No one really cares. But, like, so all the comments from, like, the championship run articles got wiped away. And so I went and found a bunch of them. I went and found a bunch of them on the Wayback Machine for some of the uh, for the people who who really want. It was one guy who asked if, if, if we still had them. And it's like. You know, 11 years ago, we were all just like, there's like so much happiness to be there because it, it. I remember, you know, in 2011, the run felt so like the Mavs were obviously really good, but we'd just been broken so many times that I didn't think it was possible. So like this just feels good to win anything because I was, you know, there there have been some fun wins the last several years, but like it, it never really felt like the Mavericks had a chance and, and they do. They obviously are, are very good. Yeah. Yeah. Someone asked, I think Callie Kaplan asked Luca about just like the external noise that every player knows and sees and hears about. And Luca to his credit was like, yeah, the Clippers, they're really good. We, we thought we played them pretty well the last two, the last two rounds. And, you know, it's something I've been saying a little bit is that it's unfair that Luca is, uh, it's totally unfair and unjust that there is a small narrative out there that Luca hasn't won a first round series. And, for his sake, I was really hoping they won 
uh, just to not talk about that anymore. Yeah, exactly. Because it's so dumb. Like he played Kawhi to the death of game six and game seven last year. Um, so I thought, I thought that was both, uh, well, just well, look at the team. Look at the team. So just aware. Look at the so team. The, Mavericks. The, the team the Mavericks just beat is probably going to end their run as a playoff team. They're probably going to blow everything up because winning in the playoffs is hard. Only yep. 16 teams go in eight teams advance, then four, then two. It is hard. Everybody acts like it's a simple thing to get to the second round. I don't know how many times Dirk got to the second round, but it's probably not as many as you remember. Yeah, like seven times in a 21-year career. Yeah, which is like incredible that. on all its own when, when yeah. you think of it like that. But it's like I there mean, are some, some ugly first-round defeats. I mean, if okay, I, I made up – I pulled seven out of my ass. It feels about right. Seven of 21 is how many times Luca's gone to the second round. Like the same, it's the same ratio, one of three. Right. He goes every three, you know, seasons or every three times. I guess he's it's hard for years. It's but, very hard yeah, it's to win so in, the, hard. in the NBA. Like we get used to it. because they're the grindy day, you know, day to day. But it's like when you play the same team, beating the same team twice in a row is hard. Beating the same team four out of seven times is extremely hard. Like this is this is important and it, it, it should matter. And I, I hope people are excited. I mean, they obviously are. We're in here at one in the morning. There's 300 people hanging out with us. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know, it, it doesn't it, it matters but it doesn't that uh you know, it came down to a missed three from an open shooter. It, it doesn't matter. It, what matters is they advanced. You know, there was no, you know, tuckered heads of, "Oh man, I can't believe." So, so here's here's one funny thing. This is going to be in my story tomorrow, but uh we get a few players up and in one of them, I think Dorian first mentions, "Oh yeah, we watched that last three in the locker room." And we asked him a couple questions about it. And, you know, what I'm assuming is if you watch a play where there's a defensive breakdown or, you know, not even a defensive breakdown, just just a really well-run ATO play from Utah. Yeah, really good, really good. Yeah, I could imagine (laughs) one of the coaches being like, hey, you know, we've got bigger things to, you know, we have bigger aspirations this postseason. Let's see how this broke down. And then Spencer Dinwiddie is the last guy in there. Um, and I asked him about that as well. And he's like, oh yeah, Theo Pinson wanted to watch it because he thought I, I, I messed up. He thought I, I fucked it up. I can I hope I can curse him here too. Like, sure, no, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and so literally, and you know, as much as it would have been a, a like easy narrative to be like, oh yeah, the coaching staff is still focused on the next series. They're still looking at this. I think it's more actually indicative of this team that it's Theo Pinson being like, Bro, Spencer, I can't believe you messed up on that last play. And Spencer's like, no, I didn't. Absolutely no, I didn't. Let's let's watch it back. And that is just, yeah. so, you know, like that is more the core and the essence of this team uh, in what it's been all year, or at least since they really started winning in December. Uh, that's the essence of them. Uh, that, yes. that, you know, it's it's a group of dudes who really like each other. And, you know, just like the, the last uh, guy who was up here was asking, you know, why we're not the best players on the court. I, 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 I don't disagree, but I'll tell you the logic is that, you know, Jason trusts his group of guys and he's going to ride with them. And yeah, you know, he's only going to play Josh Green for two minutes uh, maybe, but in terms of who he trusts and, and just the belief that he empowers his players over, you know, months and months of, of this regular season, you know, I, I think that shines and that, little small but fun uh, example 
of I love uh, it. And locker room. I love that because not only like like the the guys are going to get a chance, but then because they get to go on to Phoenix, they're going to get another chance. Like yeah. so, Spencer and Josh basically only Spencer Dinwiddie, Josh Green, um, not Dinwiddie, um, but Davis Bertans and Josh Green had a game where they mattered, a single game. But you need that. You need yeah. single. I mean, preferably you'd have more. But like, if you're to if you're to surprise and if you're to win, I mean, the Corey Brewer game. Like Doyle Raider, our buddy, talks about the Corey Brewer game. The Corey Brewer game changed the Mavericks playoffs. The Lakers were a good basketball team. They were the champions the year before. The, the, everyone picked the Lakers to win. Corey Brewer came in when the Mavs were down, I think, like 13 or 15, and changed the game. And you just you need that one spark. And that spark can sometimes make like push you in the playoffs, and it can last for a while. So I'm really, I'm really excited to see what happens next. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all those guys are going to get chances in game one. I could see Frank Nilakina getting a chance. I mean, you know, like – that's the thing about this team is that, you know, Jason has, you know, I, I'm saying what I, I guess I already said. Oh, I love he, it. He has put so much trust into this team, yep. and, and that's a cool thing. And it now is. am I going to agree at every single moment the strategic decisions that are being made? No, I don't, and I haven't. But I at least understand the core processes that yep. Jason is making, and it's something bigger than what's going to win me the next second of this yes. game, the next 30 seconds, the next minute of this game. And, and you know, not to kick the guy because he's no longer here, but that trust and the process is what I think one of the things was frustrating, and I'm just guessing for how he reacted in, in game three of last year's playoffs at home when Rick Carl had an ill-timed timeout that broke the Mavericks' momentum. And yeah. that, like, like, that's – I don't remember a moment like that this entire year where there was like a real big, like, like, it, it, and I know it's not fair. It's one thing and it's, it's not what caused the Mavericks to lose that series, but it also was a turning point that I think we're going to be thinking about for a long time. And the comparison point is just the fact that, you know, the, these guys just, they, they game four was a, was a bit of a, a coaching disaster at, at the end. But right. It's the core the, difference between kid and Carlisle and, mm-hmm. It's just so startlingly like stark of a difference that it's it's fascinating after so like a decade or more than a decade like almost 15 years of Rick Carlisle to have somebody who approaches it in such a dramatically different way it's fascinating and I'm, honestly I don't think Jason Kidd's approach would work nearly as well with Dirk I think no. Carlisle's approach was Dirk's approach I like Dirk wanted to win. I, I'm reading his book, you know, the, the Tom and mm-hmm. Thomas Plessinger book right now. Dirk's approach has always been, I'm going to win the next 30 seconds of my life, you know, in, in many ways. And it, it's why he was so successful. And it's, it's a different approach that Luca has and he needs a different coach for it. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it, I don't know. It's, it's just been, you know, it's been the undermining, you know, the underlying current of this season. And, you know, a few years from now, we could be like, okay, well, Jason is getting, you know, coached in circles by someone strategically. And, you know, the trust isn't, isn't, uh, isn't enough to, to win games anymore. It's possible we've reached that point, but it's so clear that this group of guys needed this approach. And this is where so much of their success is, is stemming from. And that's just a cool thing. So absolutely, man. Well, thanks for joining us. You got anything else? We'll be looking for your story tomorrow.
nah, I mean, well, I have to write said story and, you know, I might have an hour on y'all, but it's still 12, 13 a.m. here. So I better get working on that. Talk soon, buddy. We appreciate you. Absolutely. Y'all have fun. Sure. We will. Okay. Um, I'm still going to try to get to everybody. So I apologize if I don't get to, or, you know, if you're, you're waiting forever. Dane, how you doing? Welcome to the show. What do you got for us? Give Dane a second, find some audio input, may not have him uh, registering. Dane, feel free to request to come back up here. Um, Sometimes it's just the app being goofy. Sean, what do you got? Let's fly. What's up, Kirk? What a game. It's fun. Firstly, I just need to quickly say something about um, Dorian Finney-Smith. That he's very good. I just hope. Now, what do you got? Yeah, I just want to say that I think that DFS is I think that deserves some extra credit from every single Mavs fan. He's just played his in his ass off entirely. When we had that really rough first quarter, he's the one who hit the three in the second quarter that started to like, you know, get the juices flowing in terms of the shot making. And I know people like I, we had this uh, disagreement already about Luca's defense. I think he did pretty well, all things considered. Like, especially I mean, four blocks, a couple of steals. Like, I yeah, think he was I'm, tired by the end, but he was good. Yeah, no, fourth quarter, I think there was a big, like, drop-off in how he was um, defending. And, like, generally playing, like, Jordan Clarkson, right in those last two minutes, they were just, they were getting open shots a lot because Luca just didn't have the gas in him to close out properly. I think Boyan Bogdanovich will think about that shot like yeah. for a long time. I, yeah. thought, I was convinced he was going in. I mentally prepared game seven. It's at home. <laughs> we'll, win, we'll win that for sure. We're not losing it at home. I was prepared for that. And knowing that the Suns qualified, I was like, shit, they get more days to recover. But I'm really happy he missed it. I Me mean, too, man. Else? They need this rest. They look gassed. Yeah, I think in 2020, the 2020 season, I think uh, Boyan led the league in like clutch game winners. Uh, because I remember that year he was just on this series, up, uh, except the last two games, he was just hitting all the shots the Jazz needed whenever they needed it. So really happy I missed that. And yeah, Phoenix, You again, we've discussed this before. There's the one matchup I fear the most is Phoenix. I don't feel like... Um, I feel like they match up in a way that it's just really hard for Mavs to keep trying to overcome with small ball. I think uh, it was either you or someone else who just said about how Aiton is like literally the perfect center to destroy us. And I remember DeAndre Aiton out in the first few games of that Suns-Lakers series last year. And with how Rudy Gobert and a lot of the Jazz players really did... Um, dominate the glass. I know it's ever since Luca came back, that really uh, improved from our part a little bit. But like, yeah, the gla- the way we rebound the ball is like, I think the biggest inconsistency right now. And I hope like, okay, Rudy doesn't get involved too much in the plays, offensive plays, so he can't always punish us for those uh, misses. And he also tends to like really bottle finger roll sometimes. DeAndre Ayton is going to, they're going to use him if they realize there is that hole in the paint that they can plug DeAndre Ayton in and he'll uh, fucking dominate us because we can still switch over Paul, Booker, all the perimeter players. We can we we have the tools to limit that. We do not have the tools to limit Ayton. I'm really worried about that series. 
but I'm going to be optimistic. Like this year, I feel like there's an opening, and if we don't take it this year, there's going to be. It's it's just yeah. way too good this year for us to not try to capitalize. And I know kids going to get these boys as motivated as possible. We can't keep lose, losing to the Phoenix Suns. I'm sick of it. Yeah, well, I'm interested to see what they try. Like they they have some tricks up their sleeve. It's a matter of what they try and whether it'll work. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, we'll talk soon. All right, coming up next then, um, let's try to go to Dane again. Hey, Dane. Is the app going to connect for you? Don't know why it's not working. I'm sorry, my man. Um, all right, uh, let's go to – no, the app's not working for me. Tyler, what do you got? Oh, man, what a win. That's right. I was, I mean, I'm honestly surprised that um, the Mavs overcame a pretty bad for his standards Luka game. It's, it's a, I think it's a big building block moment. They they won a game where Luka was pretty bad for a large stretch of it. I mean, I, it's so tough because it's like, like people hate it when you say Luka's bad. Like I just get maimed for it whenever I say anything by the by the super fans. But it's more criticism of the decision making than the than the actual statistics because he hit some big threes, obviously, but it's just you know, to be able to grind out that kind of win, it's a little bit lucky. You take it, you move you move on. I, the margin for error slims is is my main takeaway. Yeah, for sure. And Brunson made himself a lot of money this series. Um, if it's not us who pays it to them, it's a colossal failure. I saw that uh, conversation going on in the chat. Um, yep. It, it's just a colossal failure if he's not on this team next year. Yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not mentally prepared but, to think about that at the moment. Yeah, me neither. I, I'm interested to see how the Mavs try to play Aiden because Powell only played 11 minutes this game, um, only took like one or two shots, missed an alley-oop dunk. I wanted to rip his head off when he missed that alley-oop dunk. Sure. But um, I, I don't know how they're going to play Aiden. I think um, how they limit him and then how we can attack Bridges and uh, your favorite, Jay Crowder, is going to be the difference in the series. Man, it's going to be, you know, it's I, – I just – I don't know. Let, let's, 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 get to, let's get to Monday night at 10 p.m., or 9 p.m., whatever horrible time the game starts at, and see how things go. It's 9 p.m. Central, which ugh, we're going to have uh, caffeine. I'm so tired. Caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll talk soon, Tyler. Thanks for hanging. Let's, let's go, Mavs. All right. Uh, let's go with Garrett. Hey, Garrett. What's going on? All right. I'm here. Howdy. Man, I'm just – I'm so happy. This is great. Good. I mean, I mean, I was I was ten when we won the finals, and I need to I need to go get some drinks. I mean, because I can now. And yes. Oh, it's so good. I mean, they played a C minus game, and they won on the road. Yeah. I mean, oh, just great. I'm just I'm happy they got out of the first round. All the stupid people who don't know basketball can't say Luca can't make it out of the first round anymore. I mean, anything after this is a bonus. I mean, Suns are tough. But I think we get a game or two. I'd love, I'd love to win, but I just Aiden scares me. I mean, uh, they all like a lot of their lineup scares me. I mean, so Mikhail's one of two guys who I think can 
contain Luca in the yep. league. Nothing really bothers Luca anymore. Yeah. Length theoretically can. Like him and, and, him and Simmons have always given him a bit of a trouble. But outside yeah, Simmons, of- Ben Simmons guarded Luca real well. But yeah, yeah. And then did you did you see the Jazz gone fishing on TNT? I did. Oh, man, poor guys. Uh, so. I I, I want to know what Theo said to Bojan on that last shot because he was in his ear right on the sideline. I mean, I hope at some point in time we get to know. But I mean, he was right there. I'm looking for it. Yeah, it's it's so they just need to catch fire in the right way. Yeah. I'm 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 bullish at the moment, right up until I'm not. Yeah, I can't believe Reggie only had six tonight. It, it felt like he had a lot more. He was apparently sick. Um, he was yeah. apparently like yeah. So it's like that. He played it all. Pretty excited for that. Yeah. So. Just just a great series. I'm just I'm glad that it was us to get to blow the Jazz up. I mean. Mitchell said he's not going to request a trade, but I, I don't believe him. Uh, I don't believe him. I don't believe It'll him. Be that. Lot of, lot he gets to Miami, and then Wage sells his shares and gets out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Thanks so much. Yep, no problem. Great thing you got going here, man. Appreciate it. it. Yeah, good. All right. Talk soon. Yep. Uh, um. All right. Dane, let's give you one old college try. Hey. There we go. Whoa. <laughs> you can hear me? Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, it's like Jalen Brunson's shot attempts. You just got to keep firing, and then we're gonna get you up on stage. I love it. I love it. Oh, I love JB. Oh, he's such a sweet, sweet man. Uh, we have to keep that guy. We cannot let him go. I, I people are talking about Sondre. Like, are you kidding me? The dude's a freak, man. Like, and he's wondering where he goes. But yeah, I, I had just had some quick notes for everybody. So, sure. You guys need to go look up the Brian Cardinal mute video. From 2011, it's the funniest thing that's ever been on the internet. I swear to you, you will not regret it. Um, we needed a Spencer game. We got it. Love it. Uh, ugly win. Honestly, I had a feeling before the game that we were going to lose. I, you know, it's, it's just sometimes you get those vibes. and sure. We pulled it out, you know, so it was, it was amazing. I want to mention, um, I really like this uh, young Pelicans team, man. Those guys, they play with so much fire. They they really remind me of the Mavs a lot. That's a cool team they got going on over there. I would have liked to have played them in the second round, though. I know, I know. I just, <laughs> well, I mean, just for the like, you know, matchup, yeah, like that's great. They're just right. a team to watch, you know. Yes. Uh, super fun. Um, I feel like Brunson needs to handle the ball more, and there's. Um, I agree this war of attrition thing that I'm starting to like pick up on this three guard lineup is actually a pretty powerful thing. You know, if you're playing the same team, you know, five games, six games, seven games in a row, and you have three guards that are driving a hundred, you know, 80 to a hundred times in the game, hitting the paint, you know, what's eventually going to happen is somebody like a CP three is going to wear down or Bogdanovich is going to wear down. And these incredible defenders that, you know, anchor a team, eventually, like, they're going to have trouble keeping up. I, and I am trying to do some statistical analysis to break down why I think three-guard lineups might be the future of the NBA. Well, for the Mavericks, what they need, like, so Spencer tonight was willing to take the shots he was getting from just being on the perimeter in that three-guard lineup. Where the Mavericks kind of were secretly getting killed the past several games is in game three or in game two, Jalen Brunson shot six of ten from three. In games three, four, and five, he shot three of sixteen. 
And Brunson is a good catch-and-shoot three-point guy, but he goes away from it a little too often. Like, he loves – like, he took two or three long twos tonight where I'm just like, no! Like, like just take the catch-and-shoot ones. Yeah. And so if it, it's, it's a minor thing, like, where I'm, I'm kind of – I'm kind of parsing here, but you know, we're in a middle of the night podcast. Um, him shooting threes, like he's 40% on catch and shoot. He just needs to take them. And sometimes he doesn't want to. And so it's like, that's, I, I tend to agree with you where it's like, you have three ball handlers, guys that can drive. Spencer's length is very important to the defense, but if you're going to do this sort of stuff, like you have to have willing shooters. Yes, you do. Um, two more things. Uh, like, I don't know if anybody knows this yet, but Luca can actually play defense. Like, that that needs to stop that language around that dude had two blocks like a couple steals i mean and he does this every night like he's getting in people's faces like the man can play defense now so we can put well i like him i like him when he's able to guard fours and kind of bully in the paint like the mavericks rebounding righted itself whenever luca came back because he's such a dominant part of their rebounding plan yeah he's he's a monster in there and then um i like i don't know if i'm wrong on this but i think zubak is uh unrestricted free agent and i just love the hustle that guy plays with i think he fits into the mavericks oh yeah yeah luca would luca would make a lot of use at his at zubak because the man knows how to roll yeah so i i think that's actually like a low-key off-season acquisition that makes a lot of sense for the mavs could be affordable fits the team profile and would roll in nicely with what they're doing already and plugs a hole sure anyway that's all i have Wonderful, Dane. Thanks for trying uh, repeatedly. Glad you, you glad said, we worked it out. One of the coolest things that that's happening. In- I love it. Appreciate that. So very oh. nice. Yep. Talk soon. Hope you come back. Yeah. Thanks. All right, Addison. Welcome. Thank you for waiting so long. Addison, are you there? All right, Addison. We'll try to bring you back up uh, for your request here in a second. My friend Greg, what's going on? Greg. All right, we'll try Greg here in a minute if he's able to come back. Ruben. Hey, Ruben. One more time. Yo, can you hear me? I can. You sound good. What's up? I feel like we don't have enough Texans in here. Woo! Dude, I'm, I don't know if you caught that on the mic I or did. not. I did. It was good. But I, did. It was good. I am so freaking happy right now. Good. <laughs> you should be happy. We're, we're, oh, we spend yeah. so much time being unhappy. This is great. I just I just have a, a couple things to get off my chest. Let's do the it. Beginning of the year, Rick got let go. Donnie let got let go. Tim Cato with his great reporting put out that piece about uh, the guy with the B name or whatever. I forgot his name already. Uh, he's cool now because he gives us good stats on Twitter. Um, but I feel like everybody was down on this team. Like, oh. Oh, they hired Jason Kidd. Oh, they hired a Nike guy. What does he know about basketball? What is Kidd? Kidd sucked his last two stops. Okay, cool. You know, whatever. And the goal was to get past the first round. And then they shitted on the Reggie Bullock signing. Like, what? All we got was Reggie. Da, da, da. And we met our goal. Like, nice. I don't want to hear any crying in this green room. Literally, been this is happy. playoff basketball. I, I, I like, I'm super. It, like, we haven't done this since 2011. How old were you in 2011, Ruben? 
I was 24. Yes, it was a long time ago. <laughs> long time ago. I, I, I literally was in the AAC like when uh uh in in the um in the open space I forgot what they call it but I held the newspaper up I still got that picture to this day when we it was I don't know if how many people were old enough to be down there when the Mavs won the championship but you dropped what you did it was nighttime the city was so not saying that we just won the championship but. I'm getting those feelings. I'm not sure if you are or not. You may be too tired. I'm a couple of Jameson no, coats down. I'm feeling, I mean, I'm feeling real good. Like my my goal was, you know, a lot of people starting when, when the Mavericks started winning a ton of games like January, it's like, ah, we can go to the conference final. Like I just always wanted to win one series. One series that was and then it. I'll see how we feel. That was it because that's all like the pundits like had against Luca. Like, oh, Luca may be good, but he – he can't get past the first round, but this game had, it was a defensive game. You can call, you could say it sucked, but it was a defensive game. Literally, they played, Utah just played the best defense they could tonight. Literally, like, hats off to them, like, because they literally left it on the court. Like, yeah. literally left a brick on the court for the last game. Thanks. Uh, I wouldn't mind having uh, him on our team. Uh, is it Bo Bonnet? Uh, Bo- I, I don't Boyan. know. Boyan. Yeah, like the, 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 the J is a Y sound. Boyan. Boyan. Give, give us some Boyan. We can we can send uh, – I don't even want to get rid of anybody on this team until it's over, but hopefully it's over with a ring. But I just want to say, like, um, I want to give hats off to the to the coaching staff and one particular play where Jason Kidd was about to challenge that. Um, I think it was towards the end of the game and it was about four minutes left in the fourth and it was a foul against uh, Spence. I would I said like he should challenge it, but the coaching staff was like, I don't know. Let's keep this in our pocket. Like even the, some of the players were like, yo, let's keep this in our pocket just in case. And that right there, like Jason was going out of his mind. I think that kind of showed the change from Milwaukee and in Brooklyn. Yeah. Like, I feel like the old Jason kid would have like, no, fuck this. Let me. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. No, his, his inability to trust was what harmed him in his previous two coaching stops. And I've, I've, we've talked about this in here for a couple of months now. Like, we know all the assistant coaches' names. I didn't know any assistant coaches other than God Sham God. Right. You know, under Rick. Right. And and um and just a couple and just a couple things. Like, I'm I'm glad he like yo he look he kept looking back at his coaching staff. Some were like no, but he was like no, let's not let's not do it. And I was like, I'm glad he put that in his pocket just for later because the and I uh I went to a bar to watch the game with one of my friends. He's like a Laker fan, but like a, a low key Mass fan when he wants to be. But I was telling him all these bogus calls. The refs are going to stop calling these bogus calls when it gets down to two minutes because it's going to come out like like that one last call did against um. Donovan, uh, and I forgot which game it was, but the refs are going to swallow their whistles in the last two minutes because they don't want to look like fucking assholes when they try to rob us of this game. I know it was like, you know, by just a point, but 
I'm just glad maybe we can take a meal off JB for missing that <laughs> his new contract for missing that free throw. I, I yeah, took that a, about like, maybe, a fucking heart attack. <laughs> I took I hope they take a couple meal off of his new contract just for that right there. But um, yeah, like the, we may not hit all our threes, but everybody is so like tuned in and clutch on this team now. Like we hit threes at the best time and uh uh, Luca and Boyan were going back and forth on threes. Like Luca can hit threes, but literally somebody help him play defense. Like I don't even think that was his man at the at that point of uh point of the game. But he was like Boyan is clutch, but not I guess not too clutch. But I I don't want to you know just shit on him. But he had a he had an all right game going back and forth with Luca on those threes. Um, and that that was like one of my favorite part of parts of the game for sure but um yeah it's it's I, i'm kind of ready for the suns because we are a totally different team like from the last time we played them. they struggled against the pelicans let me I'm say pretty that good man pelicans look like like they that cj mccollum trade revitalized them they're pretty good. CJ McCollum, we have Luca. We have Brunson. We have Spence. We got a three headed. We They did. I, I went to one of the games. The Pelicans beat us by twenty in the regular season towards the end sometime in March, I think. And and I was telling I was telling my friend that is the difference because I was like, we won that game, but I was like at the end, I was like, we went into the second half. I was like, uh no, what just watch the Mavs. They're Jason Kidd is going to put a foot in their ass, and then they're going to come out and come back in this game exactly what they did. I was like literally standing up on my stool, like and I'm surprised I still got a voice, but I knew they were going to come back. And you could have put Michael Jordan the year he won the Defensive Player of the Year, and he wasn't even going to stop Boyan on that last three. the The pick was perfect. I don't know if he got, who got pushed. It was good. The the pick was perfect. You couldn't stop that. It, nobody could have stopped that. Like you had the you had the right players on the on the court to try to fend it off, but the pick was perfect. It was just a good play, you know. Uh, yeah. But luckily, the basketball guys were on our side because the refs were not on our side this whole damn game until the last two minutes when you know that would have to be in the report the let that two minute report <laughs> and they just swallowed their fucking whistle. So I was telling my homeboy, like, no, the whistles will stop. The phantom whistles will stop in the last two minutes because they don't want to be in that fucking report. But um, but yeah, I we have a chance against the Suns, man. I want everybody to know that. Like we have a chance. This is a totally different team. We don't have uh Porzingis on this team anymore. Um and these guys are playing defense. And I was telling them, Spencer Dinwiddie could be the key. I was watching, we watched the, um, the Suns and Pels game and, you know, saw Chris Paul going 14 to 14. But I was telling them, Spence can guard him. He has the length over Chris Paul. And Chris Paul doesn't go off until clutch time. Like he waits. Like literally, I feel like every game we play the Suns, Chris Paul is quiet the whole game until the last like four minutes of the fourth quarter. And then he puts on he he get he uses his picks to get to his spots. Literally, Spence has the length to stop that. 
he can stay with Chris Paul. Let if Chris Paul wants to go off early, let him go off early. Let him get tired. Let him do whatever he wants to do. But it took him having a perfect game to beat the Pels, the Pelicans with. I forgot the dude's name, Dave Navarro, uh, Jose Calderon. Yo, it took him 14 or 14 to beat the Pels. The Mavs have a better, way better defense than that. And I want to see more um, Frank Nilakina in this next in this next round. He, I don't know what he's ton- been he, going he through. He tonsils out. Tonsils? You wait till the playoffs yeah. to get your fucking anyway. All right. I hope it was. A, uh, well, a, it must have been. A, it must have been like an infection or something. It was apparently like like that sort of stuff's really uncomfortable. Adults. Hey, I want to see more Frank Lid- uh, Nilakina, but we can hang with these guys. Like the only person that scares me on that team is fucking Booker. Like well, a lot of them scare me, but I appreciate your confidence. I'm confident, yo. Like 2011. Come on, let's go! Like, let's let's go, man. But no, Ruben Ruben wants to go play. You want to go play basketball (laughs) right now? Literally, I have enough energy to like brick a couple threes if I (laughs) wanted to. But um, but no, I'm I'm just uh happy for Luca and class of 2018, 24, 24 and 19 from Spence. That's a in a in a closeout game. I, I'm sorry. Like, I can't ask for a better. I mean, it was a lot of open threes left out there. And fucking Maxi with his floater, which I didn't know he could actually do. Um, I don't but, think he can. It just <laughs> <laughs> but that's the type of things we need to happen. That's luck. Like, literally, that's. I know you it. Just, I know it. Like, I, I'm just excited. I, I, I'm Good. to the moon right now. You know. All so. right, man. I appreciate you hanging out. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right, man, Ruben, he's ready to go. Like he's, uh, it's like uh, the the scene in Rudy where he goes into the locker room and he gets up and gives the speech to nobody. That's Ruben. All right, Greg, let's try again. If you don't work this time, Greg, I'm 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 gonna send you to the moon. Greg, all right, let's try to do Addison again. Welcome back, Addison. How you doing? Yeah, good man. How are we feeling? I am. Post, but that's okay. We're gonna keep talking. Actually, What's going on? I'm I'm over in New Zealand, so it's only 6:30 p.m. at the moment. So I'm chilling, just starting to have some drinks. You know, nights in the beginning. Outstanding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I tell you what. One uh, negative thing that did come uh, from today's game is uh, I had to watch watch this game at my girlfriend's place, and uh, her parents, uh, her mum specifically, thinks I'm now this crazy uh, obsessed. Uh, fan now, so you know that's a that's a hurdle we've got to get over, but definitely worth it. I, I'd say you're, you're, an open, you're an open book. You're showing a new side of yourself to the family. Exactly, exactly, exactly. No, it was a great, great win. Um, I think one I was always obviously I feel like we were all really wanting to get that three seed, so we could avoid the Suns in the um in the second round, which is um what happened. But I think the good thing about the Suns is I feel like there might be a little bit of weight off. Like if we were coming up against the Grizzlies, who have they been the Timberwolves? I don't think they've been. They haven't been the Timberwolves yet. Like they're struggling, and if we went up against them, there'd be I feel like more expectation. And coming up against the Suns, I feel like we're the underdogs again. And Luca as the underdog is just a different beast. So 
I'm looking forward to that. If we steal a couple games and make it a series, that'll be awesome. But I think it'll be a bit less stressful than the series, which we all needed to win, and we did, which was I mean, awesome. It'll be a different kind of stuff. Like, I look forward to getting mad about shit as opposed to being, you know, well, I guess I got mad in here too, but it's like a different kind of it's like, like frustrated about things that didn't work out as opposed to, like, I thought they were better than the Jazz pretty thoroughly from game two on, and that they only... Yeah. It should have been a gentleman sweep. Like they should have won Game Four and then closed it out at home in Game Five, but they didn't, and and that's okay. This the the Suns are going to be, you know, if we win, if 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 they still, if they take two games to the Suns, I'm going to be pretty excited about that. Yeah, yeah. I think one awesome thing is now just like looking ahead to the off season, we've got like a real identity, and so I think that'll make it easier to build a team. So when we had KP there, we were kind of trying to do things yeah. that weren't really like us and didn't really suit Luca's, you know, play style. But now that we've got Jason Kidd as this defensive switchy, you know, coach and we've got these guys that are switchy and, you know, Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleber, they, they're good role players and they do well. They're going to do so much better in the pick and roll against the Suns than KP would, thank goodness, because that would just be being abused the entire series. But, yeah, looking forward to the offseason. I feel like we can get some guys. We, we know who we want now. We want agile. We want hardworking. We want... You know, we want some dogs, and we've got that. And it's just really fun to watch at the moment. Right. Thanks, Adam. You got anything else? Nah, nah, that's all from me. Uh, have a good rest of your night. Talk soon. All right. Uh, let's, let's keep flying through, folks. I am I am tired. Michael, what's up, dude? Michael. Am I underwater? Okay, maybe I'll uh, I'll push my uh, my headphones in. That's better. Um, okay, let's go with uh, Ben. Hey, Ben. Kirk, what's up? I, I I apparently it sounded underwater. My uh my earpods were coming out of my ears, so it's like they they weren't as uh, it made me sound stupid. What's going on? Oh man, it's a great night. Uh, yes, it's, it's it's good to get out of the first round. So the game was, I didn't even want to look at the stat line. It was just, I'm just ready to have a, a done playing that same team over, yes. over again. Jeez. And uh, I don't know, I, I wouldn't get to come up, but I kept thinking of a theme that I, thought, I think you'll agree with about like a bunch of commenters and things talking about, I guess, uh, how Luca, well, you, you were talking about, um, Oh gosh, I'm trying to put words to it. Uh, I guess kid kids, you know, coaching style versus uh, yes, for a while in terms of trusting the team. And I feel like in this series it was almost frustrating, but I I think it's I'm hopeful for a possibility of that it's <clears throat> like basically Luca's just really arrogant, <laughs> you know, like he knows he's the he like we were saying in the game is like he, he would drive into the paint and kind of mess around and like and like force a pass out of the paint when it seemed like he probably could have got a good shot off. It's like he's playing with his food. It feels like sometimes. I mean, I don't I don't want to say it's that, but doesn't it seem like that? So I mean, I think he likes to make things difficult. I think he enjoys challenges, but it's like at a certain point you just gotta like like go for the throat already. And he he loves doing it with like the step back threes. But I wanted to – and I know Rudy's kind of a problem in the paint, but it's like I really wanted to see him go after Mitchell, and they just never did. And and yeah. that was a little surprising to me. And I really hope he hunts CP3 in the next round. I really oh, do. Yeah. 
Well, and that's what I think. I think that's the implication is that like he can obviously do more offensively. You know, I mean, we saw it in game five, like, you know, he just went for 19 or whatever. It's like, you know, in the third quarter, that's where he made, you know, it's like, okay, that's where we're going to win these games. Right. And, and I, I, so I guess that, you know, that is a difference with Carlisle, right? Like you said, that timeout in the playoff, you know, just trust that trust allows us to play at a different level than it seems like we should be able to, for whatever reason, it's kind of magic in a bottle or something. And uh, I'm excited, just like you are, I think, about all this. And uh, I, I think we got a good shot. I mean, I, I, the Suns, like, you know, I think, I think if we, you know, tough, tough perimeter defense and making shots, and you know, we got, we got a, we got a puncher's chance. That's for sure. That's yeah, I like that take. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, man. Y'all have a good night. All right, you too. Okay, coming up next, then we're gonna try. What do we got here? DJ, hey, buddy. What's up? Hey, what's going on, Welcome, Kirk? welcome. What do you got for us? Um, So I didn't get to watch the game. No. I was working. Oh, I'm sorry. Like I always do, but <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, But I did get to listen to uh, the very last few minutes of the game, and I was just – I was in my car, and I was when I heard that uh, Bogdanovich missed the last shot, I was I just got so hyped in my car and I was just like, bro, I wish there was someone here that could like celebrate this win with me because like I'm I'm the biggest Mavs fan there there is and for for us to go in that drought for 11 years of just you know playoff disappointments after the championship, it was it was sort of like vindication. I mean, we've waited a long time, and and it's. It's just it's a good feeling to get off to to kind of get through that and then start looking for the next challenge. Mhm. And I feel like the this team in particular is is ready for a challenge like Phoenix because we haven't beaten them in what three three I mean, years. They they beat. I it. think the last time we beat them was in 2019. So they beat us like we uh, stole something. I I am not like there there's they've had some close ones but it's just it's like. I made a joke the other day on a different show. It's like, I feel like the last time we beat them was when Dirk had 50 over Tim Thomas. <laughs> yeah, it sure does feel that way. Um, but, you know, I'm just, I'm just excited, you know, just for the, the Mavs in general and like the Mavs fan base for, for this particular win, just because we've had to go through so much and just for us to get, finally get over that hump, it was, it was sweet vindication for me at least. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks, man. Um, and the last thing I wanted to point out was um, I, I actually forgot to bring this up. Uh, the last pod that we had, um, I actually was uh, um, I was sitting. I didn't realize it at first, but I was sitting right behind Jalen Brunson's father. And oh, I, wow. uh, I didn't realize this either because um, but Buddy Hill was in my section. And I didn't realize it until he was getting ready to leave the game. And I was like, is that Buddy Heald? And then he looked over at me, and I'm like, oh, shit, that's Buddy Heald. <laughs> and then when I when I got to my car um, under um, – I, I don't remember the uh, parking garage I was in, but um, I ended up parking next to Devin Harris. So it was all around a, a really, really good week. 
And I'm, just, awesome. I'm excited for the next series. That's awesome, DJ. All right, man. All right. Well, you, got anything got. Else? you have a good night. All right. You too, buddy. Talk soon. Um, let's go to Zach, who's been waiting a long, long time. Hey, Zach. Uh, thank you for having me. I just wanted to say you've had a announcement of a birth on this, and I'm sorry to bring it down, but uh, my grandma passed away recently. The main thing I uh, related to her with was the Dallas Mavericks. That was the last time I saw her in person was the Mavs-Grizzlies game in 2020, and I had a blanket on my couch that she had in her apartment, and at halftime I squeezed it like I was squeezing her hand, and I'm just glad the Mavs got a win. Yeah, well, I'm sorry to hear that, and I'm glad that, that you got to think of her, though, during a, during a good moment. Yeah, just made me happy. Good. Sorry to uh, be depressing as fuck. Oh, uh, no, man. Hey, life and, uh, like, the um, – let's see it was – it was the game six win over the Spurs in 2014. My dog had died in like a really awful way, like four weeks before. And I was just like despondent. And I was like, I probably should have gone to therapy. And that was like the first, like the like actual therapy, but I just wouldn't talk to anybody. And like that game was like the first time I remember like being happy about something. And it's just, you know, you really like you relate to sports and stuff through people. So, so yeah. thank you for, for sharing that. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me up, man. Also, right. uh, the Mavs draft Kamigate. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about that soon, Zach. I love it. Uh, Daniel, what's up? Hey, Kurt. How's it going? That's good. What's going on? When Bogdanovich had the ball with like two seconds left, when Spencer went right past him, <laughs> right. I'm not going to lie, completely stopped breathing. I lost it. I walked out of the room before the play even happened. Like I, I was, cause my feed was behind and I was just like, I, I can't, I can't do this. I didn't even see the final shot. I just, I just couldn't, could not like do anything. I was like, oh shit, here we go again. Yeah. Um, well, you know, sports is just a two and a half hour long heart attack every time you watch a game. That is true. Um, second thing is I was actually really impressed throughout the series of Jason Kidd's, um, I guess improvements over whether it came out of a timeout or off the half. Um, it it kind of was a little bit of a relief compared to like Carlisle, especially like that timeout in the middle of fourth quarter of tonight. Yeah. Definitely needed that. And the last thing I'm going to say um, before the series, we all knew that the jazz kind of would blow leads uh, this series. They blew uh, nearly blew a 11-point lead in the second half in game one, but ended up winning that. Blew a 10-point second-half lead. Game three, they only led by three. Game four, they blew a 16-point lead in the first half. You want to carry that over to the second half being a 12-point lead. Game five, they never led. Tonight, they blew a 12-point second-half lead. To quote Dennis Green, they are who we thought they were. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why, like, my, my colleague Josh Bowe was just so, like, convinced that this was, an like, an obvious, like, the Mavs are going to win this. Like, why are you people being this way? But I, I just couldn't bring myself to be that arrogant, and, and I'm glad to that they won and just, like, got this monkey off the back. Yeah. So we just go on to Monday and hopefully uh, can pull this one out, too. That's right. All right, Daniel, you got anything else? Nope. Have a good night, guys. All right, you too. All right, coming up next, Alex. Hey, Alex. How you doing? 
and we'll let you talk. Hello, what's up? It's very faint, Alex. Come a little close, closer, or push your ear like uh, AirPods and stuff in better. Can you hear me better now? There we go. What's up? Yeah, um, that 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 was not what I, what I was expecting in the game. What do you mean? Like it was really close. I didn't think it was gonna be that close. Yeah, I kind of figured they'd come out and 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 kick their butts, and they yeah. just didn't. Yeah, I know. And I I, I like I at the the first half and a half I was like half watching because I was also watching the draft in the first half. Yeah. But at the end, it was just like when there was that shot, uh, it was crazy. But yeah, I was just checking in, just saying hi, and you should go to sleep. I should go to sleep, right? Oh, well. Well, thanks so much for joining. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Talk soon. All right. And last but not least, we have a late joiner uh, in Furman. What's up? Hot not shirt you have going there. See if it uh, will allow him to pick up his audio. Maybe not. All right. Um, guys, this has been excellent. Thank you for not keeping me uh, well past two, uh, two and a half hours. Uh, I loved having Steiny Stein up here last time. He was uh, he was he, he's a late late night guy because of his years of beat writing. That, uh, that was something else. All right. Um, not sure what the schedule is going to be yet. The Mavericks don't play till Monday. So I'm thinking, in all probability, what I'll do is have kind of a, a pregame show at some point between now and, and and probably Sunday. So start thinking about anything you want to talk about with um with this uh, series, and we'll see where uh, we'll see where we are. Uh, Dane, I will watch the video. I've got it pulled up. I'm afraid to click out of it so that it might like cancel my audio. All right, guys. Uh, go Mavs. I cannot believe we're in the second round, and we will talk soon. Uh, thanks so much.